Welcome, everybody, to the A Better Way to a Podcast. We are your hosts, Jordan and Andrew. I'm Jordan. He's Andrew. I'm Andrew. And he's Andrew. Like I said, I'm, I'm Andrew. Jordan. <laughs> and today we are here with EJ Jeffries from Unity Gun Club. Thanks for coming yes. on, man. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. Heck Glad yeah. to be here. Definitely, man. So we've been talking to you for a while, uh, and you approached uh, approached us. I say approached us. You slid in a, in a parking lot at night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why you got to say that, man? That's fucked he up. Found, he, found, he found us. <laughs> he followed me home. He approached me at my front door. Anyway, and, now he's a guest. Um, you had Scott Jablinski come to your range and do a class there. Is that how you, because you listened to our episode, or you saw the episode on his page, heard about us, was like, hey, these dudes are hot shit. How can I get involved with them? I want to be their friends. <laughs> That's probably exactly what he said. <laughs> I, you know, I've actually been following you guys for a while. Um, I just I didn't know about the podcast until um, until Scott was on there. So and that's how. Yeah, a lot of people don't. Um, there's actually most people in the world don't know about us. <laughs> <laughs> More don't than do. Um, but that's that's cool, man. It's uh, you know another example of how how this stuff brings people together who who would not otherwise. I mean, I would you know we might link up if I was in Ohio or something like that. Right. But otherwise, you know, there's. Are we so? Hold on, real quick. Are we sure Ohio is like a real place? Like it, it is real. It is scarily real. <laughs> <laughs> is there like uh, what happens? Do you is there like an OSHA upper exposure limit to being in Ohio? Do they recommend that you get out every now and then to to bring your levels back down to normal? It, it, it's crazy because no one that lives in Ohio wants to be in Ohio for the most part. But it's really not bad. Like when you think about it, I'm. <laughs> I mean, I'm from, I'm really from the country of Ohio. Like my first bathroom sure. was an outhouse, like really yeah, like the, the land that um, I'm, my papa owned was a land that the slave owners gave my ancestors and, and stuff like that. So up Fuck in the yeah. mountains, like literally the mountains, no bathroom in the house and all that stuff. So, oh I, damn. All right. So to me, like being in Columbus now, like Columbus is a big city, but I mean, I've been to bigger cities. But to me, still, Columbus is a big city, and I prefer the yeah. country. But I was really, it's really not that bad if you find stuff that you want to get involved in. And it's a purple state, so, you know, I could yeah. pretty much shoot anywhere in Ohio. Yeah, that's, that's cool, cool, right? Like, like kind of living in a swing state, living in the, living in the flux, you know? It, it, it can be cool, but at the same time, it can also be frustrating. Yeah. Yeah, that's got to, at least, you know, being in Connecticut, I know it's a blue state. I know what to expect. And there's no surprises. Ohio, it's like you, you've got to have moments where you're getting your hopes up about certain things and then they get squashed. And then other things, you know, people trying to, you know, pass gun laws that don't end up passing. And uh, that's that's I mean, there are not that there's only gun laws in the world that we have to worry about. I'm sure there's other social and economical right. issues that that worry you. But, um, yeah, that's something that we don't have to really worry about in Texas. Same thing. Texas is the opposite where it's a red state. And, uh, yeah. And you know, they tell you, you're not, you're not supposed to worry about guns in Texas, but I'm not sure that that's even true anymore. The only thing that I know is that we're like racing to the bottom on, uh, on social regression. Yeah. It's, I mean, with yeah. everything going on everywhere, it's kind of like, um, you, you know, you have the, the Democrats that want to get rid of guns and they say they don't want to get rid of guns, but as soon as the law passes, they try to pass, 
a little stronger law. And it's the same thing with the right wingers. They pass a law and then they want to, you know, just like with abortion, you know, they pass, they made it to a statewide state decision. And then now they want to pass a national abortion ban, even though they said they didn't want to. So it's a shame yeah. thing with both parties. Yeah, they're, it's wild. they're like, let's leave it to the states. And then the states decide against them. And they're like, no, not right. like that. It's, yeah, because uh, even Ohio, yeah, Ohio put it on the ballot here recently. And so abortion was passed to where it, it codified into the Constitution, right? Yes. And then um, there have been conversations uh, with our with our Senate. Um, talking about ignoring the voters' um, decision on that, dude. How wild is that? This is the time that we're living it in. Where things crazy. are so yeah. <laughs> like they're like, yeah, yeah we're gonna vote we're... on it, and then like, nah. Yeah, go fuck yourself, voters who voted, <laughs> who we <laughs> asked so to vote, <laughs> who we serve supposedly. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Maybe wild. more governors need to get kidnapped. <laughs> not that I'm, you know, I'm joking for legal purposes i'm joking yeah i'm not gonna do it but somebody else out there should should you know somebody uh, you know should well, no. joke about it yeah i i had to talk with someone the other day about uh Just january 6th i think kidding january 6th is like is a necessary thing in in my opinion however the the reason what do you, what do you mean? Like it's necessary that that happened? Or hold on, hold on. I, I'll get I'll get to that part. Like, okay, so okay. I'll, I'll let the man first. cook. Sorry, I'll, so, I'll let him. I'll let him finish. It's something the people need to come together and rise up and get things changed. But January sixth was all about ideology. They were worshiping one person, and that's yeah, what sure. made January sixth bad. But at the same time, something like that is going to have to happen to reset everything that we've done or allowed to have happened. Like I, I was talking to somebody like. How do we have people making laws um, for companies that they own stock in? That should yeah. never have been allowed. Stuff like that. There yeah. should they they shouldn't. There should be and term there's, limits. There's solutions for that 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 are out there. Just nobody wants to do it. Like blind trusts, right? Mm -hmm. Like if you're a politician, you should keep all of your your stocks in a blind trust, which means that somebody who does not know anything about uh, the legislation is managing your your investments. Right. So you make you make decisions on legislation and someone else who doesn't know what you're doing makes decisions on investments. Yeah, it's almost like the person that you hire to manage your retirement accounts. You know, it's not like you have somebody like I'm in a union. I don't have somebody in the union it should be who required. is who is actively uh, you know fighting for certain things and investing my money in their in their own special interests. And right. somebody figured out that if you just because because all these trades are public if you just do exactly what Nancy Pelosi does, you're like 40% more effective Bro. than the top advisors on the market. Can I shit on everything you just said for a second? <laughs> yeah. They don't have to report their trades for 30 days. And do you know what the penalty for not reporting their trades are? They give me a write-up or $200. Oh, wow. Fuck that. Bro, so like that's what I'm saying. Yeah, you've got people, Nancy Pelosi's stock trader or whatever on, in, on Twitter, but... Uh, you know, you might make money by copying these people, but they're the ones that are buying a million dollars worth of Raytheon stock right before something happens and then selling three days later when things go yeah. back down to normal. They're right. they're the ones doing like you're not gonna be up on the uh up on up on the take for, for things yeah. like that. Yeah, true facts, true facts. So, you know, fuck them all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fucking I'm not saying I'm first, not saying first folks. Uh, Andrew wants to fuck Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this is a professional podcast. Yeah, Eddie, we're real. We're real. We're real people <laughs> with actual opinions. Yeah, exactly. 
Eddie, thank you for coming on, man. Yes. Uh, I want to talk to you about why you're here, <laughs> what you do. I'm sure we could rant and rave about yeah, let's, the state let's of the about, world and the country as much let's as we want. Let's do the <laughs> podcast now. What? What do you? Where do you? Where like professionally? Where do you come from? Like, what's your what's your background Ooh. with with like like firearms and, and organi- organization? Okay, so with professionally with firearms, um, I really or, don't have. A, Go ahead. As you say, or or if those are like separate questions, that's fine too. You know. Um, I mean, I really don't have like anything like super professional. Like, I just I work jobs. It's it's what I've done for a long time. Um, as far as firearms are concerned, um, I took a concealed carry class with a friend that taught me. Um, I had no idea what I was doing. I walked around with a Glock thirty short frame in a leather inside the waistband holster um, that if I turned upside down would fall out. Um, it was actually below my belt. So if I ever needed it, I couldn't grab it. Um, I carried it. I would leave it in my car without a safe. I knew nothing really about firearms. I thought I was good with shooting. I would go out in my dad's backyard and I would shoot and think I was good. Um, and then I got, uh, well, I let my CCW expire and I took a class again. And I was like, you know what? I could teach this because really my degree um, is in elementary education. So I like teaching. I like educating people and stuff like that. Um, so I said I could teach this. And I was like, I'm a black person in Ohio. Um, as an instructor, I'm going to just rack all the money. It's just going to come to me. And neither, I did not know that there was that many black instructors in Ohio. So um, so it didn't. Plus, we don't own land to end up making a lot of money from it. But I started teaching classes and then um, I met a group of guys and we wanted to start a gun club. And so we've been for about five years, maybe five, six years, just improving on our skill sets and getting to know different people trying to make a difference. That's awesome, man. So you started Unity Gun Club. I really like the the origins of this because I feel like it's something that the gun community as a whole struggles with. And hearing your side of, of how this happened is, is really neat that it came to fruition the way that it did. But uh, mm-hmm. can you explain to me what your experience was getting into firearms? What made you want to start unity gun club and kind of like what you guys are doing now? Yeah. So my, um, my wife at the time, uh, we're divorced, uh, but she wanted to just one day she was just like, let's, let's take a gun class. Let's, let's get our CCW. And I was like, okay, cool. Let's do it. Um, so then we went to the class and, um, I met a guy there. First of all, he had a Raiders hat on. I'm a Raiders fan. Uh, we will win the Super Bowl today. Um, Raiders, but <laughs> so he, uh, he, he was a black man and, and I started talking to him about the Raiders. We started talking to him and then he started talking to me about his gun club and it was a black gun club. And I was like, yeah, I want to be a part of that. And something told me, I, normally I wouldn't have asked, but I wanted to know. And I was like, that's my wife right there. Can uh, she's white and she joined and he shook his head. No. And I was like, Oh, so then he explained why, which to me was a bunch of garbage. And, um, uh, so I was like, okay, cool. You were a Raiders fan, but I still don't like you now. And, um, <laughs> uh, not too long after that is when I got involved in the, uh, instructor's course, NRA instructor's course. And I met two other guys and, um, I was telling me and one of the guys started hanging out real heavy. And I was telling him the story about my CCW class and the guy telling me that my wife can't be involved because she was white. And uh, he goes, that was you? 
And I was like, what you mean? That was me. He was like, he talked about that during a meeting. I was like, shut up. No, he didn't. He was like, yeah, he didn't. So oh, no. I was like, oh, yeah. So I was salty. Um, and I was just like, okay, well, I want to start my own gun club. And uh, so me and him started talking and we got with the other guy. So the guy, the original guy was Kenny. And then we got with Andre. Um, and then we just started putting a, putting a club together with, you know, our ideas and stuff like that and where we wanted to, wanted to go. Our original idea from where we wanted to go with the gun club after about two years was gone. Uh, we just kind of let it mold as it goes. That's awesome, man. That that's, you know, it, it's, it sucks that you had to start based on a negative experience, but I think it's really cool that you guys took that and were like, nah, fuck that. I'm going to start this because this is what I want. And if it doesn't exist, I'm going to make it. Yeah. And, and that's why we came up with unity, uh, because we wanted everybody to be involved. Now, I'll admit we wanted more um, allies in the group, uh, but we don't care who's in there. But you, right? That's kind of hard to say. We don't care who's in there, but you have to be an ally. Like if you're going yeah. to come up with something that I feel like is going to be against us, then we're going to have yeah, issues. Yeah. Because I'm not a one issue voter. I'm not going to vote just based on guns. Um, so if I feel like it's anything that's going to hurt me or my community. Like, I kind of don't want you there, to be quite yeah. honest with you. Yeah, but I don't fair. mind associating with those people, so it's okay. For sure, man. Do yeah. you, would, you mind, would you mind sharing the reasons that he gave for not letting your wife join? Or, is that, or would you prefer not to? No, it's fine. I mean, it's really just that um, because they would be doing work in the community, and he felt like a white person being involved in whatever event that they were having would not would make black people not want to take part in it. So that's that was his reasoning. Is he, is he, do you think that he was right about that? Or do you think that's just like kind of, kind of a thing, kind of just his, his thing? I, I, I can't say that he wasn't right about it. I, I think the overwhelming majority would not care. Um, but I think yeah, that there yeah, are sure. select few who have issues. I mean, I, I, I see it from both sides. Um, you know, I have, you know, black people who don't like what I do or say I'm not doing anything because, or I'm not pro-black because I have a white wife um, and white children. Um, but then again, I have, um, white people from the white community to say that I'm too black. And so it's just, <laughs> yeah. and you got some that are probably not <laughs> yeah. to your face, but say that you shouldn't marry a white woman. You know, oh yeah, like that sure. still exists. Yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah. So what did he? What did he? Like what did he say about you in the meeting? Like, what? What was he? Was he like this? This fucking goof tried to come in here with his white wife. Basically, exactly <laughs> that. Basically, exactly <laughs> That's that. So he goes up. Yeah, during the meeting, he was like, "Man, this one guy told me that he wanted to join the club, but he had a white wife, and you know, we're not going to let that happen. And we're not going to let that. Yeah. Happen. So like, and then they." The uh, other officers of the club were like his family. So, you know, they agreed with it and, and all that other stuff. And we had issues with it. Um, I'm trying to figure out how I should say this. And but we, we could talk about it. And if we have to cut it out, we cut it out. But so yeah, they sure. were also a part of um, NAGA, National African-American yeah, yeah. Gun Association. And in NAGA, you're supposed to allow no matter who the race is in your club. Yeah. So when I joined NAGA and I figured, and I tried to start my own and I tried to be a part of NAGA, um, that came up because they're only allowed to have uh, certain clubs within a certain mile, certain mile radius of each other. 
So because he was in Columbus and ours was in Columbus, we couldn't start one. And I explained to them why I had to start my other one. Uh, but we tried oh, for about two or three years to be a part of it. And uh, we couldn't let it happen. And then when we thought we were going to actually be like a home club for um, NAGA, um, it turns out that he ended up ranking up within the organization. So he was over all of Ohio. So that like when we thought we we had a home range and everything ready to be a part of it. And then he got promoted or whatever. And, and that was you were just shut out forever. They stopped communicating with us. We were supposed to be in their magazine that they had. Oh, man. Uh, it that's is all messed stopped. up. Yeah. That's so that's so petty. That's so like petty and personal. Yeah. Yeah. So, so and I and I don't know exactly if that was the reason we weren't, you know, saying allowed in or or whatever. And I know Andres, if when he listens to this, he's gonna be an idiot. See, I knew I had to be with you. But um <laughs> I don't know if that's the exact reason that we weren't allowed to be like a I can't remember like a home club, I think that's what it's called. But it just when when he but got it promoted, tracks, then, right? Right. And all, all communication ceased. And we had a couple members. Um, in contact with different people within the organization at, uh, at different levels, and all communication seats, uh, no responses, and all that stuff. So it's weird. Yeah, that's messed up. That's interesting, man. You know, I, as a white dude, obviously, I obviously am white. Um, <laughs> I couldn't but, tell, man. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, obviously, like I have a, like a level of ignorance to and we'll always have this level of ignorance towards things that black people have to deal with and i've heard uh black folks say that there is a duty for black folks because of their history with white people to kind of build each other up and you know like you have shop black uh black businesses things like that and mm -hmm. it's not you know a mandate telling you to shop black businesses but it's a way to help the community help your community kind of like lift itself up uh mm -hmm. from from within and uh you know to that degree i i understand to an extent why black gun clubs especially in the US where it is a very white dominated uh hobby or or area mm. might want to exist as as solely black uh membership but where's the line between something that is beneficial to the black community and something that is harmful to the community as a whole because right. i i imagine you know I, I i grew up like i said i have boomer parents and just by rule of averages some of their friends are racist mm. and <laughs> i've heard people like my dad growing up was always like, oh, BET, BET, there's no white television. I'm oh, like, you hear that all the time. Yeah, no, you hear that stuff <laughs> all the time. And I'd be like, oh, my God, this isn't worth going into, but whatever. Um, there's there's a ton of shows, that are channels that don't exist for, for I tell specific them to watch cable. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, you know, like that to me, that was never an issue to me because I felt like there was no black representation in most of TV, you know. Mm -hmm. So, like, to have that, it was like, okay, well, it's just evening the scales a little bit um but at some point you know do you because to me as a white person like if i was told no you can't join our club i know exactly how i'd feel i'd feel initially probably hurt mm -hmm. and then you know thinking about it i'd be like all right well it's not like i don't have a million other gun clubs that i can go to that that are not based on race and and uh or specific organizations uh 
but you know, you obviously took that to heart because you've got a white wife and mm-hmm. you wanted her to get exposed to the to the community, the gun community. You know, I I've heard multiple times from people that it, it's black people can't be racist towards white people. Mm-hmm. But is is denying somebody based on the color of their skin when they are part of a marginalized community racist still or is that does that fall under another another type of uh type of it's definitely like prejudice discrimination yeah yeah and i'm probably going to get a lot of hate from you know people in the black community but yes as as a as as a black person we can be racist and the reason you can be is because you hold we hold power um in certain areas so like if you go to a black community and you won't let a white person shop in a black store that's racism so if you have a black gun club with all black people and you won't let white people in we hold power in that position so therefore that's racism so yeah black people that's... can be racist I, so when people say that 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 gets on my nerves but i know where it comes from because used to yeah yeah systemic the... like systemic you know you can't yeah, and... without systemic power they the argument is that it's impossible to be racist but that's a really right. interesting point that you know, in, in these microcosms, you know, everyone exists. We don't exist in a vacuum. So mm-hmm. if if you're the only gun club within a 50-mile radius and the person who is white is trying to join and doesn't have a car or doesn't feel like driving an hour and a half to another gun club. Or that, just can't that, stomach being around weirdo rightoids. Yeah, right. yeah. If you're the only left-leaning or or apolitical gun club in the area, that is, I mean, that is a uh, a power that you have over that person. So that's really interesting to put it that way. I've I've never thought about it like that. Yeah. So it's it it definitely is there, and and like I said, I know where it comes from. In the dictionary, I think it used to say before they revised it years ago, it, it mentioned that you have to have power in order to be racist, and so like people don't think about that detail that you can still be racist just like you know um and i hate the term that was uh, created white privilege um there is certainly white privilege in certain places and in, in this country yeah. as a whole but if you go to a black community there's black privilege so you have to like really if you think about this stuff to me i think it's common sense but common sense ain't common sense anymore since jfk jr is running the country supposedly and Stuff like that. So wait, it's wait, just wait, wait, wait. What do you? What oh, do yeah, you mean no, by he's that? the interim president, bro. <laughs> right. So he's just waiting for Trump <laughs> to come back. Trump's still president, but we still blame things on Biden. And JFK Jr. is still telling Trump what. Wait, to do. wait. Trump, do you, yeah. Do you really believe that, or are you joking? <laughs> no, I'm joking. Okay, dude. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that QAnon philosophy and, and yeah. stuff like that. So because we got, yeah. we actually got it. We actually got in trouble with some people for not challenging uh, Scott on some stuff he said in the last episode. So yeah. now I'm like, I'm like, I can't let. <laughs> I, gotta <laughs> win. I gotta clarify. Listen, EJ, do you or do you not believe <laughs> Kennedy Jr. is running this country? Yes or no? I don't know. No, I don't know. No, no. <laughs> no yeah. and, and you know, to be fair, this we we've it's funny now we're we're having this conversation with you who we probably agree with on more things than not but we don't have to we can skip this conversation (laughs) okay we'll skip this conversation we'll talk about it later we'll talk about it later um Um, but but yeah okay so that but that's that's a really interesting framing of like you know like structures of power and like microcosms of power um i i yeah you know and and it's it's like obviously like you know i carry white privilege with me anywhere i go but like I Mostly definitely. What's that? 
Mostly in your hips. Mostly in my hips. Sorry. <laughs> no. And I had a, you know, and I had a, th- this wasn't a racial thing, but I, I had an experience where I was trying to like get in with the uh, Socialist Rifle Association for like a, like a shoot they were doing, mm-hmm. uh, like a, you know, like a range day. And they were like, well, you're like a libertarian. So like, I don't know if everyone's going to be comfortable with you being there. Yes. And I'm just like, well, okay. But like, I'm, I feel like I'm down with like just about everything that you, this organization is for. Like you're not against anything yeah. in a harmful way. Yeah. Right. I'm not gonna cause trouble. Like I'm not gonna be weird. You know. <laughs> it might be weird, yeah. but yeah, it was <laughs> maybe weird. Yeah, it wasn't we'll all be weird, but <laughs> Yeah. So I, I don't know. I, I think I think sometimes people get I think sometimes people get sort of like um wrapped up in the identity of what they're doing instead of mm-hmm. like trying to look at the their goal and, and the results. Right. I think, you know, it, it's we've struggled with this as a better way to a also because, you know, in the beginning we tried to be apolitical. And then we learned that it's impossible to be apolitical in a political environment. You know, you are mm-hmm. interjecting yourself in the gun community, which is inherently political. So we figured that out pretty quick. But I think a lot of organizations forget what the end goal is and get wrapped up in current events that make them feel a certain way. And they look at things through a very immediate lens without thinking of the long-term consequences of their actions. And mm-hmm. it's easy to do that because we're all human. We're all emotional creatures. When when dumb shit is going on in the country or in the world and people who we live near are saying we're not humans because of our beliefs or we're not or less than, you know, because of because of who we are, who who we're married to, all this all this stuff that since the dawn of time has has well, it's actually been less of an issue long time ago. The Romans were gay as fuck. But, um, <laughs> uh, you know, it, it's it's easy to get wrapped up in that and be like, no, we're only going to have this range day open to socialists. We're only going to have this gun mm. club open to black folks. And, uh, you know, but I do think we've had to take a step back a few times and be like, hey, what is the end goal? Our Our specific end goal is to make the gun community a better place for everyone. If that means you know, that we have to allow certain people to speak who might make other people uncomfortable because otherwise they're going to be radicalized as a result or further Mm -hmm. radicalized, then that's something that we have to think about. You know, if you're going to martyr someone by calling them a Nazi, we we run into this all the time, who is not a Nazi. And they're going to be like, all right, now I hate this group of people. Now I'm going to make it my mission to, to be a nightmare for them on the Internet and stuff like that then are you really making the community a better place by doing what you did initially? And it's a real thin line yeah, because yeah, it is uh, because just like you said, you want to, to incorporate everybody, but if you incorporate everybody, then you have everybody's feelings, everybody's thoughts, everybody's prejudices, because everybody has, them. then it starts, then it can implode. So it is yeah. very thin line to, to try to do that. You know, like, and, go ahead. No, no, I'm, I'm sorry. Like, I think I think back to this guy who was like, no, your wife can't join because she's white. Now you went and started your own gun club that is, I would say, black centric, but allows white people to join. And mm-hmm. I would say that that still accomplishes the goal that he was trying to do uh, overall, unless unless he's doing it based on purely racist intentions or, or um, anti-white sentiment or whatever you want to call right. it. Uh which I don't think, I mean, giving him the benefit of the doubt, but now you've gone and created a, a gun club that I feel like would be more appealing than his because it's going to involve people and their families if they don't fit his particular niche. 
And that, to me, goes is going to hurt him overall. It's going to hurt that type of organization overall, which is obviously not his goal. So mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you know, did did he help? Did he do what he wanted to do, or did he go against what he wanted to do? Right now we now we have multiple members in our club that used to be a part of his, um, and they all came to us because they felt uncomfortable over there. Now. In that situation, you know, I, I have issues with him, but I will tell you that his club does a lot of good things for the community. So I don't want to just trash them. No, um, no, they have a they do a lot of good things for the community. Um, they don't shoot as well as us, but they do a lot of good things for the community. <laughs> um, and it, it's it sucks because the skill set that um, me and my partners have with their connections and their um their ability to have community events that which surpasses our our skill set in doing that if we were to be able to come together and and work as one group we would dominate ohio i feel like oh yeah we just we have difference of opinions and we can't come together i mean that's i mean that's america isn't yeah. that frustrating that it's like even even though you've got your separate organizations that you that you run your own way that you can't like at least come together as two organizations to do things. Right. And, and and I wish we could, but I just don't know after everything has, has happened. Like we would have to be able to put a lot of stuff and ignore um, a lot of stuff that was said. Um, and I'm really big on apologies. Like you, you have to come to me and apologize or we can't move forward. Um, and I know that will never happen, but it, it sucks because we would be able to do a lot together a lot. So, yeah. That's like, you know, when we first started this, I had the SRA, we have a resources page on the website and it's a way for people who come to the website who are looking for a specific resource to find people in their area or groups in their area that are maybe not necessarily exactly like them, but are safe places to go mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, to, to find education, gear, um, you know, f- people just of, of similar mindsets and whatnot. And I had the Socialist Rifle Association on there as a whole, their their main website, because I, while I'm not a socialist and Andrew's not a socialist, they did a ton of really good stuff for their community. Their individual mm-hmm. chapters, I would always see them posting stuff about how they would uh, they would be changing people's brake lights for free. They'd be handing out food to homeless people. They'd be you know way more than just going to the range and mag dumping at the trash. Right. And to me, that means way more than agreeing with them on every single political stance that they take. And to me, that is a, an overall benefit to the gun community. So I was like, hell yeah. And then, you know, one of the chapters, I think it was Minnesota, said, no, gun rights are not for everyone. Gun rights are only for people that we agree with. And I think mm. they've since been kind of handled. But since yeah. then, I've I've taken the SRA off the website and now they have to come to us individually and fill out a form like anybody does any group yeah, does. yeah but um you know that that was like a big hang up for people because they were like man uh there's a screenshot floating around i think it was on our uh, ar15.com for a while uh when when we were i don't know somebody was upset because we made a video saying uh hey we really appreciate these people our friends from the gun community right and, yes yes yeah the SRA was on that as a screenshot. And we also had other people, too. We had a bunch of logos on screen, including a bunch like of logos Edgar from, from Osprey, you know, yeah, PSR. Uh, exactly. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, and, and the SRA, SRA and they were like, the SRA was the only thing these people saw, and they were like, they're socialists. These people are socialists. See, and I was like, listen, we're not, but like, it's not going to matter. And, and that's it's a weird thing that people can't see past their biases in order to make the community a better place. Like if you had a conservative organization going out and feeding the homeless and changing brake lights and uh, I don't know um, what, what's something that they would want to do that, that the other side wouldn't want to do uh, stop and frisks, know. whatever. <laughs> 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 kidding, kidding. Not all conservatives are racist. Um, <laughs> and I mean that, I mean that, but um, like that, that, would be something that they'd be on board with. And, but because they see the SRA doing something that is objectively good, but it's from the SRA. Now, fuck you. I'm not associating with you anymore. And I actually yeah. had people who, uh, whose gear I run, who, you know, I had them on there as a resources, uh, who I had spoken to before say, no, I want you to pull my name off there. I don't want to be associated with that anymore. And Lucas. No, no, never. <laughs> no, never, Lucas. No, 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 no. That's never been a problem for us. <laughs> Man, I was way too quick with that. I should have went with that for a little bit longer. But, uh, yeah, believe it or not, Lucas used to uh, come to come to yeah. our meetups. <laughs> yeah, he was. Uh, yeah, just. Bef yeah. No, I don't know. I can't even joke about it. That I don't, I like, I don't even know way what. More cringe. <laughs> every day, every day, he's he. Man, I don't even know. I, I, I keep the things he posts make me feel like Man. he's just. This is one long con. Like, there's no way he's Look, serious. It's gotta be a joke. It's yeah. gonna be a joke. Like, man, where's the punchline? He's gonna, he's gonna, gotcha all these people it, that are it, that are subscribing it's amazing. to it. Everybody, and he keeps going. everybody <laughs> who lives publicly, who constantly talks about gay people, ends up being gay. That what everybody that is so okay. Now I will tell if you. all you, if all you post about is like how you has like is like man, I've been thinking about gay people today, and it really pissed me off. Like <laughs> you know, like you get like you know, I'm not, I don't, I don't want to like, I'm not trying to like out anybody, and I'm not trying to you know, like obviously being gay is not an insult. That's not a bad mm -hmm. thing. It's just like like when's the other shoe gonna drop? You know. Right. I, now, yeah. I will tell you, like, so. Or the other wrist. Right. So. <laughs> Sorry. He, I used to be homophobic and I have gay people in my family and I wasn't, yeah. I wasn't educated real truly until I figured out my, my best friend from college who I hung out with for two years before I found out, before he told me he was gay. And it just completely opened my eyes about things I used to say and things I used to do and stuff like that. Right. Uh, Isn't that wild? It's yeah, like when he first told me, I thought like, you're joking, and then everything flashed in my mind, like oh shit, I said this, I said that, and even though I had gay family members, like they're family members, so I kind of just like, uh, they're they're gay, but I'm their family, so I'm not really thinking about them. But um, everything flashed, you know, in my mind that he what was I super said proactive did. about those ball checks. Right. No, <laughs> no, he's talking, he's talking yeah, yeah, about no. feeling bad about stuff. The things that, that you he, said. Yes, yeah. yes. No, I know. <laughs> right. So he was just helping, um, helping a bro. Yeah. So it's, yeah. With, with, with Lucas, I don't, he, he, he might not be gay, but he definitely no. is homophobic and he doesn't understand. Yeah. Um, people. Cause, cause if you don't agree with him, you're immoral, supposedly. So yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I think, you know, it's like, it's just as likely that it could be a bit as that he's just like, irrationally fixated on it you know what i mean well, or because the thing, a lot of both... people in the gun community 
or homophobic. Maybe he's just feeding yeah. into his, his yeah, people that yeah. want to buy from him. Absolutely. And here's the thing. You both are Christians, Eddie. I think it says it on your profile. Yes. And it, are you, like follow the same book as Lucas, I, w- I would imagine. Ostensibly. But, but yeah, but <laughs> don't agree with what he's doing. So if people in the same community don't even agree, then how is he objectively right? This is what I don't get the logic behind be- saying, well, if you don't agree with me, then you're immoral. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, yeah. that's a weird thing to me. And yeah, weird. Yeah, I'm really good with words. Yeah, because what we'll, what we'll say is um, he's not being a Christian, but at the same time, he'll say the same thing. But I think exactly. one issue that us Christians have is that we want to take all our information from the Bible as is instead of researching the Bible. Like you can't just, in my opinion, as a Christian, you can't just read the Bible and yeah. and know how no, to I live. Agree. You have to understand like, and I, this is the example I always give. Exactly. From. So, cause I think in Corinthians, it discusses how women can't be church leaders, but that didn't mean all churches. It was always speaking specifically to the churches in Corinth where all these um, women preachers and leaders were corrupted and 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 doing things that they shouldn't do because they were trying to gain power and stuff like that so and but at reading the bible and not understanding context we live for years thinking that women can't be church leaders just based on what was said in the bible and not the background behind it well and the other thing that i've always said and this gets me in hot water with christians too is that you know you got to keep in mind that the bible was written by men you know it was written Mm -hmm. by mortals you know, it's, it was, it was, you know, it, even if it was divinely inspired, uh, you know, it's like who, who wrote it down first? It was, it was a man. And then who translated it? It was a man who transcribed it. It was a man, you know, the printing press wasn't a thing back then. So a lot of handwriting, a lot of, yes. <laughs> a lot of dudes touched this thing right. as it passed down uh, until it got to where it is today. So I don't know how anybody can like, look at that book and be like, this is verbatim God's word. Mm-hmm. And like right there, I'm like kicked out of church, but you know, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like there's, that's, yeah, that's there's maybe like a little bit lost in translation over the yeah. course of the, the, the time frame it took to write this, you know? Yeah. Right. Know. I'm the odd man out here, obviously, but yeah. And so, and so it's like anybody, anytime someone's like, you know, quoting strict doctrine based on the Bible, I'm like, well, you've missed the point. You know? mm-hmm. Very much so. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, anyway, let's talk about let's talk about how do you so, foster an environment of inclusivity at your range? Was that real question? A page out of my yeah, <laughs> he's pulling a page out, page out of my book and reading verbatim from the notes <laughs> because I can't seem to get out of my own way and get a question out. I I try to read from a, a script. Uh, <laughs> you could tell I mean, when I'm not. Yeah. So to answer that question, we just we just go shoot, man. We just, we go out there, we learn, we, um, like my, my friend Andre says, you know, as as instructors, we go out there and we give away free milk. So anybody who's in the club, if you don't want to pay for a class, like just come to a range day, uh, we'll shoot. We don't just like to dump, you know, mags down the, down the range. We just, we like to go out there and learn and, and and get better. So, uh, yeah, come, just come shoot. And that's all we talk about. We just talk about shooting. And then, um, after we get done shooting, we go. Have some bourbon and drink, drink some bourbon and smoke cigars. And Dude, just, you had my attention when you when you told me that about the which was cigars bourbon. 
Yeah, if I could mix, listen, if I could responsibly mix guns and bourbon, I would because it's just two things that I objectively enjoy <laughs> well, you, yeah, separately. You do the bourbon afterwards. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. You don't. Hey, I wasn't mixing. I drank first and then went <laughs> shooting. No, but <laughs> I I got to shoot shoot cigars. I got to smoke cigars while shooting machine guns in the desert with with yeah, this guy, yeah, our friends, that. PSR and all that stuff. Yeah, that was Man, fucking sick. I was like, man, I, I look like a poser right now, but I just I fucking love what I'm doing. I just love no, cigars, not, and I love shooting. Like a poser. I, I don't even you care. Looked like, you looked like a man in his element. I felt <laughs> so good. That was the best day in a long Dude, time, I'm man. Still, I'm still coming down from that, man. That was crazy. Yeah. I, can't yeah, believe I'm on, I can't believe I'm on YouTube, like just like for like a second. I can't believe I'm voluntarily on YouTube, because you know, I'm on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. That's... Um, yeah, that that's awesome, Eddie. I I think, you know, I'm the kind of person who overthinks things. And if I was going to start an organization, and be like, I need to build community. I would need a roadmap of like, okay, this is plan A. This is how we're going to get to this goal. Once we get to that goal, we're going to accomplish this. But people forget that, you know, like having people over and shooting the shit literally uh, is is bonding. You know, that mm -hmm. is something that that makes people closer together especially if you're gonna you know drink and smoke cigars afterwards that sounds like a blast to me and uh, right. i to keep using puns here but uh <laughs> <laughs> man that's a a shooting good time but uh <laughs> that just that sounds awesome to me and i feel like uh you know and i know you've said that you guys do other stuff but that right there that would be enough for me to be like all right i want to be part of this mm -hmm. yeah and we have a lot of people who, who come you know, say two hour range days and stuff like that. And um, a lot of times, though, they're in their beginning stages of of shooting. So they don't understand coming to the range and wanting to improve upon something. Um, they just want to put, you know, rounds down range. So but we go and we have, you know, we work on standards. Um, we work on different things. And like I said, we evolved. So, you know, when we first started, it was all CCW. After CCW, it was all defensive. Um, after defensive, now we're all we're trying to be more inclusive. Uh, now we do um, competition competition shooting. Um, a lot of us, you know, do USPSA and then different. Um, oh, I can't remember what they call it, but different competitions at different ranges on inside and stuff like that. And then ho hopefully soon, because none of us are really really into rifles, at least knowledgeable into long guns. And then hopefully soon we're going to be um, doing that too. That's awesome, man. So when I, you think, guys... I think you'll you'll find the transition. You know, handguns are a lot harder than rifles. Yes, and that's why I like handguns better than rifles is because it is harder. There's a lot more involved in it, and so it, you know, not to mention most of the time you're um, we're, we're not in the desert, so we don't have different ranges like that. But yeah. I think there's only a few around here where you can run rifle drills and stuff like that. But you can yeah. run pistol drills in a lot of different places. That's cool. So when you guys do competitions, are you guys hosting competitions or are you just going somewhere as a group and applying to that competition to, to compete and just competing together? Um, just as a group, we just try to pe get people involved. Um, I like to get new people involved in it so that they understand, like, if you were ever in a situation um, that you, you have to shoot fast, you can't just get, you know, close one eye and target and look down range and tell the bad guy to hold on for a second. Like, that beeper goes off and you got to start you know, shooting and then shooting more than one shot at a time um, is not as easy as it looks on TV and movies and stuff like that. So 
um, I, I try to get more people involved in that and moving and shooting because you're not going to be stagnant, you know, in a self-defense situation. So still everything that we do is self def it's, you know, within self-defense mindset. Um, even when I shoot competition, I still go from my uh, inside the waistband appendix holster. I don't have a race rig or anything like that. Um, so we try to keep, we, we're still defensive minded. That's cool as hell, man. I, I love that you guys do stuff as a group like that without having to host things because I feel like people get hung up on, you know, finding a range that does these things, finding, finding an organization that holds these classes and whatnot and, and, you know, is going to host competitions for their specific group of people. But it's easy to forget that anyone can do this stuff. And in order to make an environment that you want uh, to see, you can be that environment. If you get enough people to join a competition and you're bringing 10 people with you, 20 people with you, and there's 50 people competing, that's a large chunk of that group right now that is going to be cool with you straight off the mm -hmm. bat because they're your friends, not to mention the other people that by chance are going to be cool and not douchebags, you know? Right. So that's, that's really cool that you guys do that. I, I think that that's a big hang up for people is we always hear this stuff is, you know, who do you recommend in my area? Where can I go in my area that is going to give me this X, Y, Z experience? Well, you can make that experience by mm -hmm. getting people that you agree with or that you just like being around. You know, I, right. I go shooting with, it's been a while, but I go shooting with friends of mine who I don't share the same politics with, but aren't douchebags. You know, right. like they're we disagree on things, but they're fun to be around, and they don't yep. shove it in my face and make make it, uh, you know, a personal matter. And, and and it's not on topics that you know vehemently disagree on, you know, based on human rights and things like that. But like I have a right, friend right. of mine who is because there's like things that you can disagree on, yeah. and like leave it lie. Yeah, and I have like you know hard red line topics that you know i probably can't be friends with somebody on but like i have a friend who's an avowed communist he says he's a communist i'm not a communist but mm -hmm. he's not a douchebag and you know he's fun right. to be around he makes me laugh things like that he's not like murdering capitalists right yeah now, yes so. exactly <laughs> exactly it's fine Which, like i happen to be you know based on i run a business i'm clearly not a communist but right. um some communist but, listening to this right now is going to be like, he clearly doesn't understand communism. <laughs> <laughs> That's not how communists sound. Yeah, I'm sorry. Part, there's certainly space for markets in the in the <laughs> communist. Family, you know. Listen, listen, buddy. As long as you don't own property. All right, now you're just doing like a transatlantic <laughs> accent. I don't know. I don't know what well, communists sound like. I know. They, well, they sound like us. You and, <laughs> you sound, and me. <laughs> because we're not way. so different. Da -da 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 -da. <laughs> we're all the same. Anyway, one big family. I hate fucking hate people saying that like communists aren't humans; they don't deserve rights. I'm not oh, a communist, wow. but you're a piece of shit for saying that. Yeah, yeah. F fill in the blank with any other type of person. Can you imagine people saying black people aren't humans and they don't deserve? Well, they oh, they still do. Yeah, can you imagine? Sorry. Yeah, I let's can rewind imagine. that for a second. Yeah, that's <laughs> that still happens. Hey. Do you struggle to buy stuff from companies in the gun community that are not run by questionable human beings? Well, if you do, then we have good news for you. This episode's sponsor is Panther City Tactical, run by a guy named Zach. And Zach is a certifiable good dude. We met him for the first time in Vegas. If you go to his site, you can get weapon lights, a bunch of gear, kit, STAC pouches, medical. Go check it out. It's all recommended by him, and you're supporting a small business run by a dude who's not a piece of shit. 
We celebrate companies like that in this community because for the longest time, they've been really hard to find. So go check out Panther City Tactical. We will link it in the description. All right, back to the show. No, and it, yeah. and it, it yeah, sorry. I, I was about to go off on a big fucking tangent. What were we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about how it's cool that they get groups of people together to go shoot competitions. Yes, yes, yes. And and how it's like everybody's like cool with you when you get there. So, and, and I wanted to kind of lead into this question here where like, so we've talked a little bit about how your your wife uh, was excluded from from that you know original gun club you wanted to join. Ex-wife, we talked about but, yeah, ex wife yeah right yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, and we've talked a little bit about how like you're you're getting uh, you know uh, your your group of people out there and and competing with them. Have you experienced uh, you know racism or exclusion uh, at the hands of like the larger gun community? I, as a group or an individual, no, nah, I mean, no, not blatant, um, just outright racism. Um, I haven't right. dealt with it's the things like, um, there was a gun store I went into one day and I didn't plan on buying anything. Um, uh, but I saw a gun I wanted and, um, I stood at the counter, um, while they talked to different customers. And then when they left the customers, they went and sat behind the counter but didn't come to me and like i said i didn't plan on buying the gun that day but i saw a gun i wanted so i was going to get it but because they didn't even speak to me uh, i ended up not getting it um and then working at a gun store so i i I, i'm the type of person that said i do lean more liberal but i feel like you could still joke about certain things and know that it's just a joke and be okay with it um, so there's some things that, you know, I joke with not others on the internet. At, at work and not on the internet, um, but we, <laughs> we you know, I, I, I allow some things to be joked about, but I know also that there are some there who are serious with, with some of that stuff. So I'm, I'm not cool with them joking. Um, but so I hear things and there was a, one of my, um, coworkers was telling me that, um, this guy came in to buy a gun. He's never had a gun, but he was like, I need to get this because these N words just moved in down the street. And I'm just like, yo, so comfortable. Right. And, but I, I didn't hear it, but my coworker came and told me that. And realistically, like it bothered me that because we're at work, like we couldn't have checked, like my friend couldn't have checked him. You know what I mean? Like that. And then obviously he won't come to me, but um, I, I'm sure I've had some races come through and, and buy a gun from me. Um, but it's like I said, it's never really, really outwardly racist. It's just the stairs um, yeah, and, yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, I, I hear that. That's, you know, we've talked about this before. That's the benefit of being, well, we talk about white privilege. You know, I look, I look at how I look. I have this mustache, this haircut. Uh, I blend in very well with conservative white dudes. And with, you look like without, a police officer. I look like a cop, man. <laughs> I man, I got a U-Haul. I went to U-Haul and I walked into the U-Haul. I was wearing aviators of all glasses too. <laughs> and from like forty feet away, the dude behind the counter goes, "You a cop?" <laughs> I was like, "Fuck! What does that even mean? Like, what do I? I don't care what you're doing behind the counter." But I was like, "No, man, you can't joke like that. That hurts my feelings." <laughs> but what, what what I'm saying is, you know that that. I can blend in if I needed to. 
Andrew and I have talked about this with his kids being white passing. You know, when is the time to stand up and say something? When is the time to, for your own protection or your own like social well-being, uh, blend in? I've there's been times where I've been vastly outnumbered by people, and somebody has said a negative comment about Jews, where I'm like, now's not the place. Right. Now's now's not the place to get my ass kicked. Based oh on, god, I know. <laughs> yeah, based on uh, my values, but. Like, mm-hmm. I've said things to people who I had met, you know, a couple of days prior or whatever in a group that I was comfortable enough in to be like, no, that's not cool, man. Like, that's what do you mean by that? Um, It's all about when, you know, when it's when it works best for you, when you can actually make a difference and not just, you know, be another statistic on somebody's uh, boot heel. Uh, yeah. Metaphorically speaking, of course. But right. Um, you know that. So that sucks that that you know, you're put in positions like that, but I definitely understand the frustration of not being able to say what you want to say while being at work. Um, not in my current job because that's never happened at all. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) because frankly, we're allowed to, we have a lot of leeway with the conversations we have with each other, but, um, you know, working in my last job, like a motorcycle parts place, we had a bunch of people come in from motorcycle clubs, all different kinds like sport bike clubs, Harley clubs. Um, we had, we had black biker clubs that Mm -hmm. would come in, uh, that were cool as fuck with us. Like we were just, we were goofy ass white dudes and they would come in and buy stuff and shoot the shit. And then we would have guys that would come in. And once that like group cleared out, they would start talking to us like we were their boys and like start saying like, yeah, I see those people do this, that, that and whatnot. And we're like, no, 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 no. Like you, no, you don't get to do that here. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was because yeah. that was like our environment, you know, so being in somebody else's space, uh, which, you know, as a non-white person or not like, uh, you know, uh, that's something that, you know, we've got to, we've got to keep in mind that, you know, not everyone gets the luxury of, of being able to keep their mouth shut at, mm-hmm. at times. And it, it feels good when you go to a range or go to a gun store and you, you see someone, um, like in, 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 in my experience, that's a black man. It, you see someone who looks like you, um, because a lot of times you, you deal with someone who doesn't want to deal with you, or it's just kind of shrugs you off. There's one guy at work who doesn't even talk to me at all. And I don't know why, Like he, even when I say hello, he, he won't even speak to me. Um, uh, I don't know why I can't say it's racism, but he's a dick because he won't talk. But when I walk <laughs> in somewhere, it's cool. Like when you see someone, cause like sometimes when we've gone to these competitions, the first time we showed up to a, um, it's called an outlaw competition. We went to an outlaw indoor competition and it was, there were three of us. There were three of us and uh, we were the only black ones there. Um, so, you know, everybody's looking, we don't know them. Uh, can they shoot? And I wasn't really good at competition, um, but I am, I'm getting better as I go. But when other people of color, you know, come in and they see us and they'll migrate to us, um, you know, we've got people to join the gun club for that reason, just because they see us out there doing different things that they don't normally see someone who looks like them do. Um, now, again, within the gun community, as, as long as you don't talk about certain things, most of the time people can be cool. Like I'll go to competitions yeah. uh, where there's hundreds of people and it seems like everybody's cool. But then you see them post certain things online. You're like, oh, shit. Like he was talking to me like we're cool, yeah. but this is how he feels. So it's so weird. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah you never makes... really know until you dig into it with them, you know. Yeah, social media will let yeah. you will show you who who people really are because they're behind the screen and 
they say what they want to say. So yeah, bro, people like hiding behind these fake account, not fake accounts, but you know these these accounts where they have zero followers and follow a hundred no pages pictures, yeah, no picture. People feel yeah. way too comfortable because of the things that they can say online that they would never say in person. Exactly. Yeah, but it's uh, that is that is the age of technology, and that is that's what we live in. I have uh, you know, made it a made it a point to start showing my face more on on a better way to a so people know who I am when I go places, so people don't feel people know what to expect and people mm-hmm. know like what yeah. we represent. Yeah. Um, because I can't always wear a billboard. Not that I'm expecting to be some famous micro celebrity or anything like that, but no, it it helps when people are like. For oh, that's, for example, oh, that's the guy from a la- yeah, yeah, better way to a he's cool or like I'm gonna avoid him because we're gonna disagree and you know he's a whatever. Yeah. Which both um, of those are great. Honestly, right. yeah, save me some trouble. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> save me the trouble of like asking me the Jewish question or something. Like I don't want to. Like, I don't want to hear it. Like I'm not gonna. We're not gonna be friends. I'm not gonna be cool. I'm not gonna be chill about it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um. So what's what's your what's your end goal, man? We were talking about this before, you know, people losing track of what the the end goal is and making decisions based on the immediate situation. But what is your end goal with Unity Gun Club, the folks that you run it with and what you're trying to achieve? Um, really, the end goal is we just want to make our community better, um, just not necessarily just with guns. Um, we just want to make our community better. So we hold um, uh, not not raffles, but we hold um, giveaways. Not And giveaways is not even the term I'm looking for. We give back to the community. Like um, during holidays, we, you know, provide meals um, for families. Um, we, and, and mind you, we're not a huge gun club. Um, so we do, I think this year we did, and it was a last minute thing. We did two, two families uh, for meals. And then we had some gifts that we were able to give. Um, Thanksgiving, we weren't able to put together anything, but before school, um, we were able to buy crayons, markers, and pencils and stuff for for the school um, where they were missing. So we just want to ba- make our community better, like, um, and and let other people know that you know you don't have to look a certain way to be into firearms and learn how to protect your community and stuff like that. So just like minded individuals on on different different things, wanting to want to make things better. So not necessarily like a we have an end goal. Um, we just want to evolve. As, as 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 we go, like I said, everything that we started off doing, we don't do anymore. We're not necessarily we don't do anymore, but it's not necessarily the focus. Like we're an overall gun club now, and we're trying to get into rifles more. Um, so we just want to educate people on different things and show people that not all people of color or allies of people of color are bad. I love that man. That's awesome. That's uh, that. You know, I wish more people had that view. Yeah, exactly. Just exposure. Yeah. Because a lot of people people think what they think just because they they don't fucking know. They don't have a clue. They've, you know, they've been sheltered from black people their whole life, Mm -hmm. you know, by by their white racist family. Even even if it's (laughs) not like like outward racism, if it's just like like a little bit of, of, you know, modern classism uh, of just like, you know, just the the sort of like. Like what you were talking about earlier, that sort of like mild prejudice um, where people just try not to associate with with people other than them, you know, mm-hmm. by getting in there and showing them like, you know, we're we're people, you know, we exactly. have interests like you. I think things like this are way more important than people 
outwardly say because it's it's hard to make it a like I asked you what your end goal was and you don't have a tangible end goal because making the community community better is subjective you know you right. can, you can kind of float around and do different things you can donate things to the school you can help out people by donating meals you can invite people to a range day they're going to learn how to shoot and defend themselves and their family they're also going to learn they're also going to build community and things like that mm-hmm. stuff like that i feel like is way easier for people to do but at the same time much harder because there's no there's nothing to write down on paper and say this is how i get to this i'm at a i need to get to z but it's something that simultaneously everyone can do exactly and it's you know that really resonates with me because that's entirely why i started a better way to a i it this started because uh, a gay couple was like, I don't feel comfortable going to, we don't feel comfortable going to uh, a gun class because they're all going to be conservatives and they're not going to like us. That was mm-hmm. their belief, regardless of whether or not they found one that was going to be like that is irrelevant when you believe that. And in the same light, there are tons of people who see a black man with a gun or a black woman with a gun or, or hell, I mean, a person with a gun. And just think that person's up to no good. That person immediately disagrees oh, with how my values and and uh, you know is not going to to benefit my my society, like my ideal society and things like that. And so, turning the tables and, and showing people that <laughs> not every gun owner is like this, not every black person's like this. Like we, you know, I feel stupid saying that because I know that, but some people only have negative experiences because of their specific light that they choose or have have been shown you know Mm -hmm. and the world is all about life's all about evolving i love that you said that you used to be homophobic because Mm -hmm. i don't think a lot of people i think way more people have had views like that that would never share things like that because they're embarrassed they're worried about being judged but saying that you were one thing and that through perspective you grew is huge because everyone's capable of doing that. Right. Everyone has done that in a way, even if it's not, you know, as drastic as saying, Hey, I used to not like gay people and now I I'm okay with them because I met one, you know, uh, I like, I used to think Obamacare was, was like leeching off of people and, you know, a bunch of lazy bums and whatever. I used to be more conservative and, uh, never conservative, but more conservative <clears throat> Until I met my mother-in-law, who needed Obamacare, the Affordable Care Act, in order to get any kind of health insurance. She was paying mm-hmm. $1,200 a month in health care because she had a double mastectomy. That wasn't her fault. She had mm-hmm. cancer. And it went down to $300 a month. And I was like, wow, maybe I'm wrong about this. Maybe I'm wrong about other things. Imagine that. So you know, doing something like that, and, and this is the same reason I, I give props to people in the SRA, because while I may not agree with the politics and and to be fair it sounds like i agree with a lot of what you're saying but they're doing things and you're doing things that are overall improving the gun community and the mm-hmm. community in general so i uh that's my tirade <laughs> saying that i love <laughs> what you're doing i you know when you reached out to us and and told us what you did i was like fuck yeah we gotta have this dude on the show yeah that so, was cool. thank you for doing what you do yeah and no, i appreciate yeah. you reaching out man because that was like i was instantly i told andrew i was like look at this guy look at him not look at him but you know <laughs> look, at, look at him it's great but look at it um but yeah that's you know there are i'm so happy to see more organizations like yours popping up uh yeah. and, and doing what you're doing because it is 
it's it's only going to get better from here because of yeah. people like you. And and we don't care if we grow to be too big as long as we know that we can do something to help. You know, we also do classes for and although you don't need it now, especially with Ohio, and you don't need a uh, uh, permit to to carry. Uh, we do teach women who are involved in uh, domestic violence. We take them to the range uh, to learn to shoot, to defend themselves. Um, so we do a lot of different things like that, too. Um, just like I said, we just want to make make things better as a whole. We don't care who you are. Uh, we just want you to be able to live live a better life. So. Hell yeah. Yeah. You then, hear that and say, hell yeah. And then, you know. <laughs> One thing that I hear a lot in the gotcha community, and I, and th- I don't know if there, if this was a leeway that I should have gone uh, to take, but I hear a lot of people in the gun community say, uh, because they're they're one issue voters, they only vote for people who are pro gun, and they're like, well, if you need a gun, um, how are you going to protect your other rights and and things of that nature? But then, then I think, you know, say that we all got together to defend the second amendment and we never have to defend the second amendment ever again. Um, and no one's ever going to question. I know that's not ever going to happen, but say, say that happened. There's still other rights that we have. Those same people that help yeah. me fight for second amendment. Are they going to help me fight for affirmative action? Are they going to help me fight for women's rights? Are they going to help me fight for all that stuff? So they want me to save two a but they don't give a damn about my other rights as a whole. So they're, yeah. they're like, they're like, you got to use a gun to protect your other rights. And then if you use a gun to protect a right, they don't like, mm-hmm. oh, what's that? what are they going to call that? Yeah. yeah. You know, Thugs, so, you're fair, and, and like, let's be real here. Um, and this is going to piss off the accelerationists. Not always a good idea to murder people for your rights. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> it's a good idea. It's sometimes it's a good idea to is, talk to people first. Yeah. Would you rather exhaust all of your options before resorting to violence? Maybe. Oh, for if sure. not, if maybe. not, maybe take a step back and think about the things that you're saying because yeah. I don't think I think people think that they're going to be fighting this like uh, amalgamous blob of ideals when in reality they're going to be shooting at their neighbors. Exactly. And that's, yeah, and- you know, yeah. That's that's wild to me. I, it's I, I really think our system sucks because it does kind of force you to vort to to vort. Uh, <laughs> force to vort. <laughs> force to vort. Uh borscht. That was one of her, my daughter's first words. Borscht. borscht. <laughs> it was a noise. Why? But I was like, she said borscht. Uh, <laughs> it was funny as hell. Um but I think if people more people thought that we would have a bigger push to change the system as a whole, because I think people are comfortable being polarized it sucks like it's like living in a toxic relationship that Mm -hmm. you don't know is toxic you're always stressed you're always on the defense or on the offense when you're when you can be and you don't realize that that's not the way it's supposed to be and granted that's the way our country was founded that's the way it was set up it's we're a constitutional republic and and it's really tough for third party candidates to get ahead but You've got such a polarized group, a polarized set of politics now where, uh, and especially in the gun community, we're seeing this intersection where you've got people who are pro-gun and pro-choice. You've got people who are pro-gun and are for affirmative action, which, you know, 50 years ago when it was like a white boys game, that was way different. Things were, Mm -hmm. things were not the way that they are now. And, um, 
you know, having to reconcile with the fact that you're sharing a community with people of different beliefs and you're all arming yourselves at like an equal rate. I don't want to go toe to toe with somebody who, who hates my beliefs. I don't want, mm-hmm. I don't want them to show up at my house and say like, yeah, I'm using my gun to defend my rights. First of all, I'm not going to be attacking somebody's rights. I don't. Right. That's not my, my, my shtick unless you're one of those people that think that by, us advocating for the rights of others that they are going to be losing rights. That's that's mm-hmm. a weird thing, but people like that exist. You know, I but I don't want to do that. I I don't I see people on the left arming up and uh you know investing in gear and we're talking about night vision now and going and getting training and stuff like that. And to me that's a good thing. There are people mm-hmm. regardless of whether or not I agree with you or not. Um and and same thing with people on the right, although it's been historically like that. It doesn't mean that I, I I'm still going to advocate for for their right to do that. It doesn't mean I want to fight them. I would right. much rather talk about this shit and and figure out a way where we can at least all mostly be happy. Because you're not going to appease both sides a hundred percent. But if exactly, both sides yeah. can be at fifty percent or sixty, even I know that's not mathematically possible, but uh, <laughs> I I'm okay with that if it means a better society. You know, I don't. Yeah, it's- I don't know. The 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 bad thing that's going on right now um, is calling each other enemies just because someone's left, yeah. someone's right. Like we're not enemies. We all have the same end goal in mind. We just don't agree on the ways to go about it. Yeah, and how to get to there. call each other exactly, and to call each other enemies and immoral for their beliefs and stuff like that. Like. Now, if if your now if your beliefs are based on hatred, of course it's immoral and stuff like that. But to call each other enemies yeah. and immoral is is absolutely ridiculous. Like we have more in common than we have that that are different. And what what's crazy to me is as a black man when I look at different things, like you have a lot of people on the right who complain about the media now and how they're biased and stuff like that. I can remember as a kid remembering that, you know. When 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 something was on the news and it was like a robbery or something, if it was a black person that committed it, they made sure to say this black man committed this robbery. But if it was a white man, they just said it was a man that committed this robbery. And so like and then black people were vilified in in the media. And and now you have right wing or or white people who are vilified now because they are a lot of times um, because of white nationalists and stuff like that that's going on crazy in this country now. So they are vilified by the media. And I'm kind of like, now you see how we feel, but they still don't care about us explaining that to them or how we feel yeah. about being marginalized or whatever. But yeah. I've definitely, now I've they're definitely, feeling it. I've definitely heard from people that are like, man, it's hard to be white now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like, like now it's hard to be white. I'm like, yeah. Is there any like self awareness? Explain or? yourself. Like, <laughs> yeah. What, you know? what has been, what, what has become more difficult for you to, openly express racist beliefs that might be more difficult yeah but that's well, because no, people no, this, are it's more like i've talked educated. to people i've talked to people that are like not really racist but are not like well educated on on like how all this stuff happens that are like man everybody just assumes that everything i say is because of racism mm-hmm. that you that know? is and a like, legitimate concern for people who are that's not sucks, terminally but, online like us yeah well no that that's the thing like yeah it, well, like, we, what, like, are you, like, have you lost a job because of this? Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, what's, sorry, you... I'm sorry, like, conversations are a little more difficult. Like, what do you, what do you, like, what do you say? 
<laughs> I'm sorry, you're a little uncomfortable. Yeah. No, but but to be fair, like there are people who, depending on the circles that you're involved with, there are people who have legitimate reasons to think that who have been, uh, you know, given less of the benefit of the doubt based on the people that they're around and have caused them to have a negative experience with those people who would maybe otherwise not have had that experience if they were like, uh, maybe, uh, maybe these people are just ignorant and not racist or, or homophobic. Like I, my first time I ever met a trans person, uh, I, it was a friend of mine. It was actually, I, I dated them in middle school mm-hmm. and, uh, I'm not going to say their old name, but, um, his new name, I'm not going to say his new name either, but first time, first time I, I met him as his new name, with his new name, I hadn't seen him in five years. Mm-hmm. So up until that point, I'd only ever known him as his old name, his dead name, and so I made the mistake a couple times throughout the night of using his dead name in conversation, and the reaction that I got from the people in the room, I will say, was less than... Uh, less than amicable for somebody who had never experienced this particular situation before. And it was said in jest, but I felt embarrassed and I felt Mm -hmm. kind of like I was being ganged up on. And I know there's some people that are going to hear that and be like, Oh, the straight cis white dude felt ganged up on like Crimea river. (laughs) But, but to me, you know, I was around people that I thought I was supposed to feel safe with. And they made Mm -hmm. me feel like I shouldn't be there because I was like, saying something I shouldn't say, even though it was a complete mistake. Now, me being the person who also knew, like twice removed, that they weren't intentionally trying to make me feel that way. They were just reacting mm-hmm. to the thing that I said. I knew that it wasn't personal. But not everybody has that foresight and that like ability to take a step back and be like, hey, you didn't mean this. They're also not meaning to make you feel like shit. So, yeah, uh, yeah people, people are definitely... I would say overly sensitive, especially white people who are like, I'm the victim now. Uh, I had, we posted something the other day saying uh, armed minorities are harder to oppress. And somebody commented, mm-hmm. and this person was just baiting us, said, uh, oh yeah, like conservatives. And <laughs> I was like, yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, uni- gun rights are universal. And then they went ahead and posted, uh, like shared what we post and said, this is why we're not universally for gun rights. So they're clearly coming wow, from a position wow. of like, wait, yeah, wait, exactly. Wait, wait, so this was a conservative person? This was a conservative yeah. person who tried baiting us into saying, no, we don't support gun rights for conservatives, but because we do, because we support gun rights for everybody, they then were like, oh, okay, no, this is why they shared the picture of uh, us, you know, it was the, the, the meme was our minorities are harder to oppress and there were, there was a trans person, black people, uh, a couple of Hispanic people with guns, yada, yada, yada. And they posted it saying, I, essentially, I don't support this for everyone. Mm-hmm. And this is why, because these people are now allowed to have guns. So they weren't arguing in good faith. But knowing when somebody is arguing in good faith and when they're not is important to know whether or not you should make them feel like shit or maybe take a step back and meet them where they are to help guide them through this uncomfortable territory. I think even, too, with the people who, who come at it with a... Um, with negative intent, like you still have to be able to come at them in a way that's educational and not to push them farther back. Because even as hard as it would be, you have to give someone the chance to change. You know, like I said, 
I was homophobic. I changed. And I, to me right now, I still am ignorant to the, to trans people. I don't understand it. Um, the stuff that I've looked up and tried to educate myself on ha hasn't been enough for, for education for me. So I, I'm still ignorant to all that, but it, even if it's a, even if it's a racist person, you have to give that person a chance to change. If you don't, what's the point in even saying anything? Because they're not going to want to be better. If you just make them mad and talk shit to them, what's, they're not going to want to be better. And, and, and in their mind, pointless. you're proving them right. Exactly. Regardless of whether they are or not. But in, in their mind, you're confirming their biases. Right. By arguing with them. And, and yeah, you know, to be fair, obviously there are times when that is worth it and not worth it. But Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm definitely one to, to go arguing. For sure. Yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. Same. <laughs> oh, yeah. I try yeah, not to time. online because it's futile. But mm -hmm. um, Some, I sometimes, it's not worth it's futile. ADHD. No futile Some, system. Sometimes it is exhausting and sometimes it is really energizing. It, it just kind of depends on what I don't know, like the phase of the moon, the fucking. Yeah. Whether Mercury is in retrograde. Or yeah. Whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. I don't know. So, sometimes I'm like. This is terrible, but like sometimes I get on there, and say, I'll, I'll, you know, and, and you get jazzed. Like, I'm just like so stoked to be in there, just like fucking, just saying bullshit. Just yeah, like get a Navy <laughs> Seal, like, yeah. Navy. I'm sorry, a Green Beret yesterday who was. <laughs> I commented on this post. Uh, I didn't realize this guy was a goober. I thought he. Was I didn't just know like he was a goober either. I follow. Yeah. I think I follow him on my personal. Yeah, page, I used because I noticed yeah. that name. Um. But I was like, hey, Slade Raider. Uh, you know, yeah, goofball. He was like uh, <laughs> essentially just calling us gay over yeah, and over so, again so because I said like, hey. had this thing about how um, they, were, they were making fun of Dirty Kid for like. I like Oof Puppy. I've always liked yeah, Oof Puppy same. because they make fun of goons. Yeah, like, yeah. Actually, mm -hmm. like, people who think yeah. they're goons, not, you know, real ones. But like, right. okay, but, so, so, and Oof Puppy wasn't like the major problem here. No, um, they weren't. So they, they, they made a post anything. that was like. Uh, making fun of Dirty Kid for having a an anti ATF shirt, but like not doing anything, not like really trolling the ATF. And Jordan posted that was like, you know, because Dirty Kid's shirt was ATF is gay, and Jordan was like, you know, we like the message, and we're anti ATF too, and we have a shirt like this, but you know, we don't like uh, we don't like using gay as a derogatory term. And people just piled on in that. Everybody comment. was just like, "You're gay, gay, <laughs> gay, gay." I'm gonna say it anyway. And yeah. I was like, "Bro, it's I'm a like, free country. Okay. You can say what like, you want. I'm just, I'm just saying <laughs> that we don't like it. Like that's not. I'm ours not says all my homies it. hate the ATF because, <laughs> right? I, you know, I, I learned this because I had a gay friend, and I didn't realize at the time that I was calling everything gay. I was like, "Man, that's gay. That's gay." Because I mean, that's stupid. And then my gay friend was like, "Hey, hey, I'm not. I don't stupid. really like that." equating I, what yeah. i am with this yeah. negative energy that you're putting forth into the world so yeah. but to these people being gay is bad so using yeah. gay like that is good and so this so dude they, was like oh i could tell by the way uh, i forget the yeah, he used the term so he, he, so so after a bunch <laughs> I had to of google it a bunch of people piled on to him they're like like you guys seem super gay which we are kind of sometimes pretty gay um, mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um but in like a bromance way yeah and uh, we have wives. He was like, that. I can tell by your physiognomy what I that like. Yeah, I like don't know, what it, no what surprise. Said. Yeah, and no I was like, that's there. a weird. All right, and man. So I don't know if you guys. I was know like, have it. you read? Yeah, I just I gave him shit because he said he was a medically retired Green uh, Navy SEAL, and I was like, have you written a book yet about being medically retired? Because that seems <laughs> to be the cool fucking thing yeah. Navy SEALs like to do now. <laughs> to be and, fair, I think Navy SEALs are 
badass from the aspect of like being a former service member yeah, myself. Yeah, but so many of them are drama queens. But so many of them are fucking goofy now. Like, what? Yeah. My brother's God, a retired. Yeah, it's uh-huh. not your personality. Yeah, my brother's a retired SEAL. That's uh, dope. One of my brothers, yeah. I would, yeah, see, is he, like, is I, he like a baby, though? Or is he like a cool guy? <laughs> uh, he's a cool guy. He's, okay, he's, good. That's fine. Yeah, no, like, but, but that's so this the guy, thing, like, I, no, this no, guy no, was wait, like, wait, 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 oh, because yeah, okay, I want to finish okay, this, because okay. the guy, the guy was like, he he was like, he was like, I could, it's no surprise based on your physiognomy, for for people listening at home that don't know what that is, don't want to Google it, because you don't want that in your search history, it's a pseudoscience term about using, about like, uh, ascribing certain facial features to to minorities, and using those facial features, and like, tying them to like, you know, it's like okay if you have like a if you have like this kind of like like head shape you have a low IQ or something like there, that. You know what I mean? So I what I think he was referring it to because there were people there was one person who posted a nose emoji which is I don't have a big nose but the stereotype is that Jews have big noses and right, I think right. he was hinting at that. I don't I don't think I have a big I don't know what do you think? It doesn't it's kind matter. Of flat. I the, think it's kind the, of anyway, it's, yeah, the it doesn't only, matter. It doesn't the matter. The only people that <laughs> use the term physiognomy Unironically, are fucking racist. But a I was lot like, of them are dude, actually that's Nazis. Big talk from ta- from looking like a dude who's like betwixt homes right now. Yeah. Like this guy, <laughs> no offense <laughs> to houseless people. No but, offense to houseless people. You're also but probably you talk not a lot of shit. Podcast. Anyway, <laughs> I'm kidding. That's not. That's a joke. That's a joke. We can joke about that because we're not actually assholes. I've got homeless um, family members, so it's okay. I can talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I have black friends. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> oh man. Um but yeah, I don't know. Anyway, we're in the weeds now. It was a it was a it was a day yesterday it was a, it was for a social whole thing. media. And these I was these just people, like, these these people, you people, you these people, puppy, you people. I call racists and, and homophobes you people. Holy shit. It was a real shit show. And like it was like, you know, like, imagine, like, kicking a hornet's nest, and the hornets do nothing but yell at you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, nothing and, happened, and, but and it was a lot of noise. Suck each other's right. dicks, but not in a good way. <laughs> that's that's essentially what it was. Because every comment that was like, oh, gay, had, like, and 20 likes. Like, yeah, and then I'd be him, like, buddy. all right, you like, whatever. And then, yeah, fucking God, you, man, you suck at this. You're really bad at this. And I was like, I, well, I'm just here, like, dude. Well, what are you sorry, talking about? I'm sorry. I'm, I'm gay yeah, as hell. Not there's anything wrong with sucking dick, but, like, <laughs> doing it to, like, I don't know, man. I'm not, I sit, and I'm a guy, I'm like, I'm not actually gay, but if you, like, call me gay, I'm going to own it. I'm going to be like, fuck yeah. Yeah, now I'll be gay yeah. for the joke. Yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, like, 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 how's that go bother me? Okay. Yeah. Uh, no, it's it's super weird. I don't know. It's the fact that people still use it as an insult is it's just weird to me. Uh, anyways, anyways, anyways. <laughs> EJ, I've been calling you Eddie the whole time, but EJ, EJ is oh. fine. Like, yeah, where'd it come when from? I first, when I first started um, teaching concealed carry, um, I am an avid anti-Trump person. I cannot stand the dude. So I was on one of my social medias. Like Hell my yeah. name is Eddie Jeffries. So I just trashed the dude. And then I'm like, oh, now that I'm starting a gun business, I can't, I can't do that because the majority of people that will be coming to my classes are going to be Trumpers, even though he is not two way. Even I don't, I don't understand that. And he gets yeah, yeah, yeah. NRA. <laughs> it's just wild to me. But we know. Oh yeah. Yeah. So so I switched my name to EJ, and so. I can get away from that side. And then I was like, you know what? That's not being true to myself. So even though I created a different Facebook with EJ instead of Eddie, 
I still end up talking about race issues. And yeah. that's really what I focus on personally is race issues and stuff like that. So I still ended up doing it. Um, but that's why EJ. We just we can't help it. ourselves. No, you know, especially just, when it's <laughs> helping other people. Like when you want to help other people that you can't ignore certain things. Um, I, yeah. Like we said earlier, there are times when you have to ignore because you're at work or something like that. But um, in my personal time, if I see you be racist, I'm going to say something to you, like regardless. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So. That's, you know, we I, I originally had this uh, this this idea the intention that i wasn't going to show my face on here and yeah. uh i've still done a lot to you know separate myself from the business personally but yeah like my personal page yeah. says that i'm i'm i own a better way to a it says you know you you can you can find nothing about it is like it's not ironclad like i, right. I i'm not i'm not fort but knox over i here, had to but, I, had, right. I had to like sep- make a separate account for for engaging in the online arguments because it's like you know, I had yeah. a I had a personal account that was public. There was pictures of my kids with like, you know, like his like school shirt on, the, like our neighborhood, our house, um, and so yeah. I ended up after after you know like, kind of coming 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 to reality on that that like yeah like some well, of these people might gravity. be demented enough to like find me in real life, um. You know, I, I I had to like lock down my personal. I, Jordan, I think yours is private too. Your personal, yeah, my personal has been private since yeah, I started yeah. this. So like nobody can see those like pictures anymore, and I and I only post um, page related stuff on uh, Too Much Hustle. So yeah, I don't so post it, like every now and then. I'll post my kids like when it has something to do with guns or something like that. But like when it comes, because really, my big bearded dunner is is really just supposed to be about guns but i end up talking about race issues and sometimes i'll post my kids um and the fact that you know they're white but my daughter's biracial um but the other ones are white and then my my wife i try not to post her much because i catch shit from both you know if since there's two major parties i catch shit from both parties like how you're pro-black but have a white wife and white kids and then the other side is i can't believe you're, you're racist against white people but you're married to a white woman and so I tried to keep them out of my wife doesn't like it. She thinks <laughs> she thinks I'm using it to, to, to meet women and stuff like that, which is not the case. Um, <laughs> I, we work from home and we have cameras everywhere. So there's no way I can sneak anyone in here to do well, anything it, with. But <laughs> My wife tells me all the time. She's like, it gives me so much anxiety that you have so many messages on a better way to a, I'm like, it's literally people sharing memes or right. responding to my story. Andrew and I met because he was sharing memes with me. It's not, it's nothing <laughs> weird, honey. Trust me. We're talking about yeah. obscure oh, yeah. shit. Like, right. <laughs> we're not, we're not, there's no flirting going on in uh, a better way to his DMs. <laughs> but yeah, so that's. Not that it hasn't been attempted because I'm extremely desirable. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but it's not reciprocated because I'm a faithful husband. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. I do love when I post a picture in some, like, you know, no cap, as the kids say. Somebody, uh, a dude commented, why are you so fucking attractive on that video yep. that I'm talking <laughs> about almost shitting myself? <laughs> I was like, man, what? This is the, this is the bar. Like, if you can't handle me at my worst. Yeah, he, he thinks I'm attractive while I'm talking about almost shitting myself at a Dunkin' Donuts. Dude, dude must, I must, Yo, maybe I'm real. Yeah. That real. story was Maybe I got it. Bro, the whole reason so I shared hard. that. 
<laughs> I'm so glad. The whole reason I shared it was because you told me to. I, I shared it to my story originally, so and Eddie was like, "Make this a make this a real." And I was like, "Oh man, dude!" I had everybody at work the next day, like, "Why did you make a video talking about how you almost shit yourself?" And I was like, "You you would you know the 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 meme from the Joker where he's like this and he's like you wouldn't understand." Yeah. <laughs> That's how I was like. I'm not even gonna explain it to you. I, it was funny. That's it. Don't mind. Don't. Make it more complicated. Don't, don't get it. Don't don't think about it too much. It wasn't funny right. at the time. I'll tell you that, dude. I I was just picturing that damn alarm going off. Hey, dude. dude. I didn't explain how it happened in the video, but this thing was literally like out of a fucking movie. I was violently like ripping down the toilet paper in this. Did this you, toilet paper roll. Every time you pulled it down, it was like <laughs> so. Everybody outside heard me like because I was rushing. I was trying to get out of there because it was the uh -huh. women's slash handicaps ba handicap bathroom. <laughs> so I was like pulling this down, and the string, conveniently for somebody who needs it, is right next to where the toilet paper is. So I pulled the toilet paper roll down, and I hit the string. And because I was going so fast, the uh, somebody knows the word for this, but like the the friction of my finger, my hand on the string, slingshotted it around my finger as I was pulling it down. So I pulled this thing down, like I ripped the string down, like it was it what didn't detach, but I was I pulled the string with the force of trying to rush through pulling toilet paper out. <laughs> so it started going off, and with these you can flip it up, and it shuts off. But by that time, it was too late. Oh my goodness. So I can only imagine what it sounded like from the outside, just commotion <laughs> and then the alarm going off. I'm sure people were concerned, but yeah, I just oh had to get goodness. the fuck out of there. That's too people hot. are like, I would have made it weirder in Moonwalk. No, you wouldn't. No, no you wouldn't. No. You I had to leave, dude. I was yeah. beat red. Oh I bro, wish I was bro, cooler. I would have been red too. I, I wish I, I could have been <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, dude. I'm glad you got a kick out of it. <laughs> in retrospect, it, it was me. funny. Have you seen the that show, the IT Crowd, with uh, no Chris O'Dowd? I think is his name. There's like a scene where they're he's at like a theater, and he's like using the restroom, and he sees like the cord hanging down, doesn't realize what it is, pulls it, and it comes off, and the like the alarm is going off. No, and an attendant comes to the bathroom, is like, "Sir, are you okay? Are you all right?" <laughs> and he's like. He he doesn't know how to like say that he did it by accident. He's like super awkward, so he just goes, "I'm disabled," <laughs> and he's like he he hesitates and stumbles so much that they're like b breaking in the door to like try to like save him. And instead of explaining that it was a mistake, he just like lays down on the floor, oh my and God. like acts like paralyzed. And dude, I'm not like... gonna lie, I I. <laughs> Can I would never do that. I'd like to think I'd never do that, but I'm so fucking awkward that I could yeah. see being feeling like I'm forced into like going with the bit, yeah, in order to avoid apologizing or saying yeah. that, like, so bad. I think if I remember it correctly, he's like, he like pretends that he like fell, and the attendant's like, Where's your wheelchair? and he like starts crying and is like, I don't know. No. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, so, goodness, oh, something like that. That's so fucking good. So um, you should have done that. That's what you should do next. Yeah, okay. Time. Next, next time you're in that situation, it's time, gonna happen. I'm again. never it's gonna happen. To again. I'm definitely gonna go back to that Dunkin' again. It's way too good. Oh my you god, guys, it's it's a you have to wear the same yes. shirt too. That shit's funny, man. Yeah. Well, the dudes from Hoodneck, I'm so glad they got a kick out of it because that was like, <laughs> I really do. I try to leave a good impression when I'm wearing somebody else's t-shirt, and I know right. most people probably don't. Nope, nobody wearing a nine-line shirt. 
tries to leave a good impression because otherwise they wouldn't be wearing a nylon shirt in the first place. But, <laughs> um, <laughs> no offense to actual decent people who wear that, but um, not that nylon's a bad company. It's just cringy vet bro stuff. Anyway. Um, anyway. Anyway, I do because I know the guys. I try to be respectful. I try to. I'm not a dick normally, mm. but I'm representing somebody else. What I, I don't. I I probably think way too deep into it. But man, I'm so glad they had a sense of humor about it. <laughs> Here I am tagging them in this video about about that whole spiel. Yeah. I'm like, you guys have to watch this. Your watch brand it. is now associated with diarrhea. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Oh man, that was so bad. It was so bad. I had such bad cramps. I was like, there's no way. <laughs> there's no way. I was at the, the lumber yard. I was like, I can shop for wood right now. I don't know. Anyway. Eddie. Much. Yes. Thank you so much for coming on the show, man. <laughs> we're going to end with that. Yeah. It's, I, uh, a, this is, it's all good. It's yeah. Good. It's usually we end up, <laughs> we end up going on some rant and, and uh, towards the end of the show and, Oh, yeah, I'm glad that, that it was this and it was a good time. And it came full circle because you're the one who told me to post it in the first place. So. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, really appreciate you coming on the show, man. I, I love what you're doing. I, I love how you're doing it. And I I think I hope that you doing this inspires other people to do the same thing because I, I truly think that this is a community-based effort, making the community better. And... I think we do a way better job of it working together than fractured and trying to improve our own little sections. Right. And, uh, yeah, I, ju I think you're kicking ass, man. I, I, I really like what you're doing. I'm glad you reached out to us because now everybody else gets to hear about it. Yeah. I hope, I hope it, uh, you know, brings, you know, more attention to you guys, uh, hopefully in a positive light and then also gets people, you know, knowing unity and, and maybe people around Columbus will hear this and, want to get involved and, you know, help us grow or at least they, even if we don't grow, help us do better things. So I'll be, Absolutely. that would be great. Where can, uh, where can folks find you? Um, we have unity gun club on Facebook. Uh, so you, you can join unity gun club there. Uh, we have unity gun club on Instagram. Um, and then, uh, and then my personal one, big bird Dunner. I think I post mostly for, um, big bird Dunner, but I try to tag unity in there to, you know, put both of us out there. So either one, Big Bitter Gun or Unity Gun Club. Cool. We'll uh we'll we'll note all your stuff in the in the show notes anyway. So if uh if people are not feeling like typing all that stuff, they can just click a link in the notes. That'd be um, awesome. Dude, before we go, we have to ask you, we do this with everybody and it is a bit of a tradition. But if you had a piece of advice to leave people with it doesn't have to be gun related. It doesn't have to be related to any of this, although it can be. Mm -hmm. What would that piece of advice be? That's a deep question. And even though I heard it, that, that you asked it to a few people, I've never really prepared an answer for this. So what would be a piece of advice that I would give to people? Just like uh, anything, something, something that people are sleeping on that you got, that they need to know. I, I really, I, I think people truly do sleep on this, but I think people know this, the golden rule, man, treat people how you want to be treated. Um, despite your thought processes, uh, despite how you feel like you want to go into something, making other people feel comfortable. Like we're, we're a world, we're a nation, you know, we're a community. So why would we not want to make it better for the next person? Like just treat people like you want to be treated. 
make people, make others better. It's pretty dope, man. Can't go wrong with that. Right. Appreciate it. That's no, that's, that's uh, solid advice. I think, like you said, people know it, but they don't practice it. Right. Especially on the internet. Yep. It's just cool to say you don't have to do it, we'll, but we'll, yeah. we'll say it. Exactly. Exactly. You could always be like our, uh, our other friend, Eddie, who <laughs> we asked him and he was like, drink more water, but he said it yeah. in a British accent. And then after we stopped, he was like, damn, that's all I came up with. Drink no, but more that's water? such good advice. Though. I was like, that's great advice, dude. Like, no, no, we don't drink enough water. Hell yeah. Nobody drinks enough water and nobody. No. Treats so Eddie, if you're listening, which I'm sure you're not because you're in Ukraine doing important stuff. Uh, we love you. And I try to drink more water because of you. <laughs> um, Eddie, other Eddie, Eddie, now with us presently current thank eddie. you the current eddie thank you bearded so much eddie. for bearded eddie big bearded eddie, bearded eddie. uh <laughs> thank you so much for coming on the show man this was uh this was a lot of fun uh yeah i appreciate you guys man well yeah, we, a banger episode. mutual yeah Instant it's all classic absolutely it's gonna be a banger top top five top three maybe even we'll see you know oh. what we'll say number one let's see how uh See number one, give, number give one, number one episode, to top. number one. It, I, number... Speaking into existence, yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. All right, man. Well, thank you again. Uh, give our best to the folks that couldn't make it today, uh, or shame them for forgetting. Oh, for but, sure. Uh, <laughs> uh, but tell, hey, listen, tell them, <laughs> tell treat them, they them the way you want to be treated. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, I have forgotten right. many things before, and uh, it only makes me feel like shit when people rub it in my face. So maybe, you know, hey, no hard feelings. We got you. We're happy to have you representing the club. And uh, you weren't too weird. So that's a plus for them. They, <laughs> yeah, I, they I didn't have, feeling, not for us. Yeah, not I for have us. a feeling they're going to say, oh, Eddie, why'd you say some of the things you said? But <laughs> they knew better. They knew they should. They could have been here. They knew. They didn't want me to say it. So they knew he could have let his sure. house flood for like two hours and, and come and hang out. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like the office on the dinner party. I don't know if you watched the office on the dinner party scene with Jim tried to I leave. love the office. Yeah. So I, 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 I've already watched it through a good four times this, this yeah. year. Um, but yeah, when he tried to leave the dinner party saying that his house was flooded and he was like, Oh, you could always buy new things, but you can't buy a new party. So yeah, he, <laughs> he should have been here. <laughs> <laughs> I love that show so much. That's part of the reason I made uh, a better way to a office themed stickers. But, you uh, have all the, I haven't seen those. I'm going to have to get I'll them. send you some. Yeah. I'll send you some. Please. I, I add them with every order. Um, okay. Yeah, I'll send you some. You also get okay. a shirt for coming on the podcast, so we'll figure that out. Well, there's a couple trouble shirts I want to buy, so I'm going to be buying some too. So that'd well, be don't, awesome. don't buy them yet. I'm okay, I'll wait and see so, what. <laughs> yeah, see what hang tight. Hang tight. <laughs> <laughs> all right, dude. Thank all you right. so much for coming on. Yeah, and, I appreciate uh, you guys. Be well, dude. All right, you too.